Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Oh, Casey, we did do this one because remember it was Robert Forrester's like grimy nipple clamp? Oh yeah, uh, grimy. Maybe Kevin was on that one. I don't, I don't know. know. My memory I'll is poo. I'll down. I'll look for it. I remember that now. Robert Forrester and his nipple clamp. I feel like Jen might have been on that one and said forty-two when you guys didn't know what or you didn't know what Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was. That's oh, why yeah. I said forty-two. Oh, I know you said forty-two. I'm saying her. Yeah, me. Yeah. Okay, I do remember that one now. I remember Robert Forrester. Well, now he's inspired by Pennywise. Welcome back to the sip list. Long time no talk to the peoples. Um, this is the podcast. Except me. We, well, yeah. It's the podcast where we drink whatever and count down our top five favorites of all the things. And today, oh you almost drink water down soda and ate stale popcorn, didn't you? No, I'm trying to phase out of the drink wine thing because I can't get everybody to drink wine on this show, nor do I want to force people to do anything, but it's been part of the shtick for so long that it's like, I got to try to phase that part out, but it's also part of my tagline. So what am I going to do? I change my tagline. It's a podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. It's what I've always said, but I'm usually the only one drinking and wine. Life gets tough. Just, just keep, keep sipping. sipping. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep that one because life's tough, yo. Anyway, in case you haven't heard, I'm joined by Casey. What's up, Casey? Hi. As well as Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> so, Kevin, I always have to do that. Kevin, whenever I talk to you, I have a friend named Scott. And every time I talk to him, I always go, Scott, from Austin Powers. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I don't remember that part. The uh, the German lady, Frau Farbissen or whatever. Whenever she's talking to Scott, she's always like, Scott! Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar, yo. <laughs> so anyway, you're always, Kevin! So you say that, I just think Home Alone. That's why I'm saying it, Home Alone. Oh, well, you made an Austin Powers reference. I was talking about my friend Scott, like how I do the same thing as like. Oh, got it. You could do the Scott same. You could just yell people's names just by finding a reference from a show. Exactly. So yes, it's Kevin, Home Alone. Except mine. Um, search deep enough could probably find I, one. I'll just say challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. 
I dare you. Well, the first Casey that came to my mind was Casey Becker from Scream, but that didn't really, there's not anything catchy in there. So, and then it's Casey at and the back, I'm which also isn't. <laughs> it just reminded me of Casey. Ross, Casey, is that spelled like at the bat or and the sunshine band? <laughs> oh, anyway, I cracked myself up. All right. I do so, not want to do a little dance. Or make a little love. Or well, no, I, that's not entirely true. I am a man, so, you know, I wouldn't turn that down. But <laughs> anyway. Oh. This Casey guy should be I taking my to... number. Rachel and I should be together. We should have some kind of answering service. Oh, Ross. Okay. I do, so... I do go deeper, though. Jesus. Kevin, I was listening to some 90s R&B for a draft, and Casey started saying stuff in the chat, and my mind was in the gutter from listening to all the sexy music. And I was like, that's funny. That's what she said. Blah, blah, blah. He was like, I can go deeper. I was like... <laughs> no. Of course. But also because Casey's deeper. like my brother, so no. Yeah. yeah. Lobster. Yeah. Exactly. So we are Platonic. here to do a top five. Are you are you feeling the power there, Casey? The power. The power of Christ compels you. I need an old priest and a young priest. All right, anyway. So we know who Amanda's voting for in the new school versus old school debate. No, I'm going to be objective. And plus, mm -hmm. if I wasn't objective, I'd be voting for Get Out, not The Exorcist. I'm going to vote for the movie Old School. <laughs> Blue, you're my boy. Seriously, I feel like if we got the right people together, like a few more of us, we could just do a whole episode of just speaking in movie quotes. Probably. Challenge extended. Gene, Chris, Kevin! I, I would have a very niche version of quotes that none of you would get, and I wouldn't understand any of your quotes. That's probably true, actually. I want to do that now, though. I'm going to write that down. An this entire episode where we only speak in movie quotes. This is it, Queenie. Your big break in TV. <laughs> Don't you dare call me a bitch. Just get like a whole list of your favorite quotes just in a hot list so you could just have a quick little reference to see like if you can find opportunities to say some of them. No, you gotta do it off the top of your head. Hmm. I wouldn't be able to. I suck at stuff like oh. Maybe if I like got myself familiar with some of the phrases. Okay, well you could have a list. I I speak fluently in movie quotes, so I don't. Yeah, you guys both do, but I am not. That's okay. We both do. The fucking twin just do. George does. Could get George on that. First of all, I am bitter at your husband right now because... What do you do now? I, <laughs> he's going to end up lasting longer in the guillotine league than me. What does that say, Kevin? It doesn't say anything. It's just part of the logo. Like, this is the logo that I'm working on for Maniacal Music Music. Oh, nice. I just 3D Looks like printed it says it. Hogwarts. It's an it's an audio wave. It's just so small that it's just a bunch of scribbles on it. So gotcha. you've seen what two movies now, and now all of a sudden you're a Harry Potter expert. <laughs> hey, I went to two Harry Potter worlds at Universal. I went because to Hogwarts. Abby wanted you to go. Yeah, it was cool. 
I think we're going to watch the third movie tonight. George is already on the sixth movie. He's watching it without us. He's watching you it on flights. Freaking slow the hell down. Freaking spoiler alerts big timer right around the corner. Yeah, yes, yesterday in our car ride, he was not spoiling it, but also like, oh my gosh, like this storyline changes and this, and then the ending to this one. And I'm like, shh. I love it when Harry Potter dies in the fourth book. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the series is just without him. It's it's great. No. It's all Malfoys. And <laughs> yeah. you know, seriously, Kevin, you literally like she's in the middle of watching Chamber of Secrets and she's messaging Chris and Jen and I. Wanting to know if Harry is the heir of Slytherin. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought he like, was. We're really all sitting there trying not to say anything, and okay. Jen's all like, "Watch it!" Yeah, you just got to keep watching. You'll learn shit. Hey, I needed to chat to stay awake in that one, though. To be fair, I just already need... fell asleep in it once. <laughs> you did. You just need to not watch it through valid means. Only pirate Harry Potter. <laughs> Hey, why? Is that better? Yeah, so J.K. Rowling gets no money from it. Oh, well, we J.K. Rowling's them, a piece so... of poo. Well, if you I... own them, if you own them, then you're watching them and you're not giving her money when you're watching Yeah, I've already so paid you for it once, so yeah. She is no longer making money off my movie watching. Although, I would say when George watches it on a plane, she's probably getting money, so I will tell him to stop. And if you're buying it in person, which is the best still kind of the best way to do it if you don't want to pirate i would say go to a thrift stores or other stuff just don't go to walmart don't buy it from a chain so that she gets money from it exactly you can find I, ways to support art without supporting the artist i will tell george no more american airlines watching of the harry potter movies because he's gonna listen <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> Um, you know what he's doing right now, that fool? So he has to go out of town. He has to go to Georgia, and then he's coming back tomorrow. And he just got back from Georgia. But anyway, he's at a homemade pizza-making class right now at his company. He's on the clock learning how to make homemade pizza. Like, what the fuck? Sounds nice. <laughs> I know. Kevin, are you still sipping on something in your owl mug? Uh, no, I finished off my coffee. I, uh, I'm on water now. Nice. Sorry. Casey? I am Are you drinking about to put beer. that socket in your mouth? Don't do that. Yeah, like, what is with you in this power? I know. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Look at me on my power cord. I, I poke you with it. I'm drinking beer from a root. Oh. So I'm drinking root beer. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, what kind of beer? <laughs> I you am were all excited my... I was actually drinking beer on the sip list. Hey, you're not working. I am drinking my Costco Rosé Prosecco out of my holiday armadillo wine glass. I'm Didn't the holiday armadillo. That for you? I or think did you so. buy that for you? No, I think I bought this. Well, I actually, I take that back. Somebody bought it for me. It wasn't you, though. I got it as a secret Santa gift at work a couple of years ago. Someone knew you. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> Someone knew their I'll audience well. Add that to the Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Apple list. Fuck work. Yeah, I agree. But again. Long story short, too late. 
This owner of a company thing is making it look like I'm going to have to get a job. We should probably break even next year, maybe a little bit more, but it's not what I thought we signed up for, at least for the first one or two years. <sighs> anyway. We just need to monetize the SIP list. I'd love to monetize all of our shows. It's going to be the goal cool. of the network. And hey, if Kevin gets his own podcast, we can invite him to the network. Yeah. Well, once I get some things figured out in life uh, soon, uh, then uh, like I like I told you guys, I'm figuring out maybe starting a podcast. I don't know yet, though. It's just in the conceptual stages. We definitely need someone who says oat in our podcast network. Oh, get oaty here. <laughs> so anyway, um, we are here to do a top five and we are extending a little bit of the spooky season into November here. And we're going to be doing... Top five Stephen King movie deaths. Um, before we get to that, we are going to do a sip list, and then I will explain a little bit more okay. about this. I know we're going to do the we're going to do the show. Of course, we're going to do the show. We're kind of we're kind of on the show. Sip libs. Hey, it's been a hot minute. I know. I have been devoting my podcasting time to an evening at the movies and masturbators almost exclusively for like the past couple of months. And then a couple other shows here and there as well, Bracket Bastards. and Yeah, and the evening at the movie schedule isn't getting any less favorable for you right now either. I know. So taking my power back, we're doing the sip list and we're going to do some sip libs and we're going to sip it up. <laughs> exactly. So. With some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Chianti, yes. Um, okay, so this one is entitled Serial Killer. Which I think I've done before, but it's been a while, so we're gonna. Since people are, we're talking about people dying. I thought we'd do this one. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Terrible. Yep, that's the first one. It was an adjective. All right, so I'm gonna start with Kevin. Give me an adjective. Uh, grimy. Ooh, good one. Casey, a number. 69 dudes famous person for me oh i know what i'd say <laughs> i'm gonna say elon musk maybe that means he'll get killed in this just like captain killer. crunch <laughs> <laughs> that would be one of my favorite cereals though if we do get to do that that draft oh yeah, i didn't even think about the draft yeah i was talking about more we're doing serial killers oh wow Okay, uh, Kevin, plural noun. Tricks. Casey, body part. Oh my God, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go away, don't go away. Not you. Okay, Casey, body part. Hello? Phalange. Okay, so um, it auto-populated a response. I'm sending it to you. All right, phalange. Noun for me, I am going to say... Oh, my God. That's what I <laughs> mouth. I mouth that. <laughs> Casey has said it so many times that my sip libs are auto-populating roast beef. Roast beef perks. 
<laughs> Why did I not say roast beef curtain? I don't know. Bonnie I Clark. thought you were I going did. to. I was hoping you would because the computer was be reading your mind. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay. I'm uh, a bad, bad guest. Kevin, here's your time to shine. A serial killer. Captain Crunch, he serial kills the roof of my mouth. Okay. No. Uh, uh, can I do the next one? I'm going to go with Pettywise. That was a joke. I'm going to go with Pettywise. Oh, I want to do okay. the next one. I want to do the next one. You're going to do the next one. Oh, Rose this one auto-populated curtains. too. Well, it's... Oh, it's body part plural. So, yes, it fits. Okay. Adjective for me, I'm going to say bloody. I feel like that's going to go here. Adjective for bloody Kevin. Roast beef curtains. Now I auto-populated nipple clamp. Sexy. Okay. Casey, a noun? Um, orgy. Okay. A number for me. Let's say fifteen thousand two hundred thirty-eight. I just press numbers. Heaven, a noun. Egg. Nice. And last one, Casey, a number. 42. Okay. That's six. That's 42. Huh? I see six fingers. Oh, Close I can't me. see him because I'm on a different screen. All right. Here we go. Serial killer. Robert Forrester was a certifiably fuckable man. He was always a grimy type of man. He never hurt anyone until 69 years ago. He was even the one who killed Elon Musk. <laughs> See, I knew he'd die in this. He used different things to murder people with, even tricks. He once even shoved a man's phalange into a hatchet. <clears throat> he was inspired by Pennywise. He took souvenirs from his victims, such as roast beef curtains. <laughs> <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme your curtains. Oh, God. <laughs> oh damn he then was caught by a bloody policeman because of the sexy smell coming from his orgy <laughs> <laughs> he had oh, sorry sorry Susie he had over 15,238 bodies in his egg <laughs> he was sent to prison for 42 life terms <laughs> Oh, Casey, we did do this one because remember it was Robert Forrester's like grimy nipple clamp. Oh yeah, I, grimy. Maybe Kevin was on that one. I don't, I don't know. know. My memory I'll is poo. It down. I'll look for it. I remember that now. Robert Forrester and his nipple clamp. I feel like Jen might have been on that one and said forty-two when you guys didn't know what or you didn't know what Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was. That's oh, why yeah. I said 42. Oh, I know you said 42. I'm saying her. Yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. I do remember that one now. I remember Robert Forrester. 
Well, now he's inspired by Pennywise. Okay, so now on to our top five. So topics like this are kind of like iffy or touchy, I guess, because it's not like, oh, these are our favorite deaths. Like we're we're monsters, but <laughs> I'm a monster of mine. Okay. It's okay. I think so. I'm just gonna say how I chose mine. If I if anybody used any criteria, my criteria were the top five ones that made me feel feelings, like sadness or like empathy or like shock, but like. Something that made me feel something, not like it was just, oh, wow, shit, that was a fucked up way to die. It was like, it made, it made me feel the feels. So, yeah. um, I don't know if you guys had a certain criteria that you used or not. No particular was... one. Okay, cool. I just randomly pulled shit out of thin air. All right. Well, Kevin, how many do you think you'll have in common with us? I got three that could potentially be on both of your lists on my list, but you guys have other ones that I'm sure you're going to have that aren't on my list. Okay. So three, three dispersed. I don't know between each of you. Okay. Since you guys both have the same brain. Yeah. Trio. Okay. Three. I think... I think maybe I'm only going to have one, maybe two in common with you guys. Again, because I, how mine was kind of that criteria based. I wrote down a bunch and then I was like, well, how do I want to go with this? So, all right, we're going to find out. So just to clarify for people, these are characters that died in Stephen King movies. And we're counting them down based on their actual deaths, what we thought were most Interesting, gory, scary, funny, thought-provoking, whatever it may be. So, Kevin, number five. Number five is a TV series. I break the rules. Fuck the police. Yeah! <laughs> no. Fine. <laughs> uh, it's Under the Dome. It was as satisfying in the series as it was in the book. It, the, it just starts with a dome coming down and a plane just crashing into invisible air. And it's just such a such a shock, such an opening to a book and a show just for a plane to just explode out of nowhere in the middle of the air. Wow. I haven't seen and it. And it literally so. chopped the cow in half. Yeah. Some cool shit. The cow shit. is that... literally standing in the middle of the woods, and the dome comes down right in the middle of it. A side of beef falls inside, a side of beef falls on the outside. It's like uh, the movie Cube. I don't know that one Not either. Not Cube. Uh, cell. I meant Cell. Oh. With the horse. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. not as drastic. Well, that's interesting. I haven't seen that one, so I'll... Uh... Yeah, I didn't think that one would be on anyone's list, obviously, because it's a show and because it's just obscure. But it was just a death that just because of how powerful it was, especially when I, since I read the book before I saw the show. When I, when that happened, it was just like, whoa, cool. Well, I'm not a cheater, so no, it's not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one. It's OK. Casey, do you have that one? No. OK. All right, Casey, what's your number five? I wish I could say this as well as Kevin says it because I don't do voices very well, but I'm just going to say the line and 
then I'll go into the death, but sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. There <laughs> you go. Um, oh my god, that tendon cut. Oh exactly. <laughs> freaking literally gauge coming in there and just I feel that every time. Freaking ankle. And then literally like joker fying his mouth and like eh. like mm. that little freaking what is the like I think the character like three or four years old. That's yeah. a sadistic little psycho. Yeah. Oh, he's sweet, but he's psycho, a little bit psycho. Exactly. That one was on my long list, Judd, but it didn't make my top five. But yeah, I'm ooh, I'm with you. If that made it on my list, it would have been an emotional one, and it would have been the cat. Because cat deaths in those books and movies, they just always get me. I can't, I can't deal with it. I don't like it. I can't deal with people getting their Achilles tendon. Anytime in a movie when somebody gets their tendon cut like that because oh visually like, that stuck it's, it's, I can't, it's, it's in my it's in your brain forever it's it just there it's just me. there because it happens in urban legend too i remember and then i don't know but yeah, yeah. anytime that happens i'm like i can't watch it so yeah. i'm with you on that um okay well nobody had that one either but yeah on my long list so Ugh. um but oh my number five is a Pet Cemetery pick, but it is from Pet Cemetery 2. And it is Drew and Amanda Gilbert. When they get hit by the truck and all the potatoes kill them in their car. For some reason, that scene traumatized me. Like I, Because when all that shit fell on them, it probably killed them. But what I imagined it is a suffocating in a pile of potatoes. And I just thought that would be a terrible way to die. Did you go like several years without even being able to eat like French fries and mashed potatoes oh, no. and shit? No, no, no. I probably <laughs> ate mashed potatoes while I watched. Not that the potatoes, movie. not the potatoes. I just, for some reason, that scene has always stuck with me as like a like that's pre Final Destination shit right there. Like you know, yeah. But that would be yeah. like a Final Destination kind of thing. But exactly. I just think about them suffocating under all those potatoes, and it it made me sad. So. There you go. Nobody like had that, the, right? I like the obscure one, so I approve. Yeah. Even if I haven't seen <laughs> it, I approve. <sighs> All right. Well, Kevin, what's your number four? Number four is uh, the Shining. Jack in the in the just because of the iconicness of the of yeah. him frozen in the corn maze. But as a kicker on that, I'll toss in Jack in the book. The it's sacrifice he does in the book, it's it's also it's even more satisfying in the book, but the iconicness of the image for the movie, so it's a double whammy. I think for the movie it's definitely more like you obviously he suffers a lot more than just getting blown up by the boiler because he fucking well, froze yeah, it up. Exactly. <laughs> the boiler's instant. But it was like, yeah. oh, you're done. Hypothermia takes a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, are you asleep? No, he he's not holding up his power cord anymore, so he's he, he <laughs> turned off. He ate it. <laughs> Casey, do you have Jack Torrance? That feels like one you would have had. I do not have Jack Torrance on my list. Nice. Neither do I. 
I honestly love that choice, that Kevin. Actually I actually legitimately neat. surprises the ever loving fuck out of me because you are a hardcore shining mark. I thought it was too easy. I actually have a different one from The Shining on my honorable mentions list. With me, it was more the book than the movie, but because of the iconicness of the movie, it made it in the list. Yeah, that scene is definitely, it gets you. Like, it just goes straight to it. It's like, and he's like. <laughs> mm -hmm. so. All right, Casey, what's your number four? I am not going to leave my number five movie. I'm going to stick with the Pet Cemetery, And both of you should know where I'm going with this because there is really probably only one more iconic death in that entire movie. Is it my name? And it's probably the most emotional death in all of Stephen King movies period to begin with but it is Gage Creed's death when he is ran over by the yep. Orenco truck in the road yep fucking brutal and not only that not only the fact that it's brutal but then to literally after his dad screaming no repeatedly then you see the little freaking bloody little tennis baby shoe rolling down the road it's like Okay, seriously, people, you could have not done that and still had a tremendous impact on us as watchers. That scene is so emotional. If, if this was the King cast right now, they'd be hitting up their soundboard with the baseball song going, sound going. <laughs> Every time that topic comes up on the King cast, they always hit their little sound on panel board. Oh, no. <laughs> They did it like the first time it was talked about on the show. So then like every time they talk about it since they just got it. So now they the have to. Yeah. Um, no. And I, so I like Pet Cemetery, but I think I've brought this up before that I have issues with Dale Midkiff, even though he's a really good actor. I saw him in a TV movie that traumatized me. And so every time I see him, I'm scared of him. That being said, he did an amazing job in that scene with the raw emotion. Like I, I really, it hit yeah. you. Um, for me, I, I cheated and my number one is a tie between two and Gage Creed is one of those. So yeah. So one for us. Kevin? Half, half a one. No, I half don't have that. Okay. I don't have that. I mean, yeah. I mean, watching it as a regular person, it's traumatic, but watching it as a parent, I mean, it's your worst fucking nightmare. Oh, so, exactly. So I hear from everybody who's ever talked about it. That's a parent. Yeah, it's. Cause, cause you can't. I'm not even a parent, and I know how traumatic it is. And and especially, I think for me, it's the guilt part. As a parent, you're always worried about your kids, but if something happened to them because you weren't paying enough attention or whatever, even though it's an accident, like that guilt will follow you for the rest of your life. Like mm -hmm. that's just so. Ugh. I don't anyway. care how much therapy you sit through and yeah. all of that. You never let something like that go. I mean, Abby fell down the stairs when she was a year old because I wasn't fully paying attention to her and she was fine, but I still like tortured myself over that for months. So I couldn't even imagine, you know. But also, it wasn't really their fault. It's an accident. You can't watch them every single second. So, yeah. So it's terrifying about. Exactly. I can't imagine. Holding. I just. <laughs> Like, I think, this, obviously, cats aren't as extreme, but, like, I'm thinking about moving and just having her in a new house. It's just, like, new environment. It's just, I 
uh, I'm scared for, for my cat. Like I would like people would be for a kid. Just... When me when we moved down here with Kiwi, she and every cat's different, I know, but she basically hung out in one room for like a whole day. Oh, I'm and sure. Then, exactly. Find a comfort zone out, and then sprawl, so. which is pretty much what I'll do with her. I'll probably keep her in just one room for like a few days just to familiarize herself with a room and then open her up to the fact that she might be able to have a whole house. Yeah. Well, speaking of animals, my number four is Cujo's death. He's a good boy. I mean, and again, you have to read the book to really have empathy for Cujo, I think, because in the movie it doesn't come across, oh. but... Yeah, he's a rabid dog, and of course, that mom had every right to defend her kid, and I am not at all mad for what she did, but also, he's just a dog who got rabies. It's not his fault, and as much as obviously he needed to die, that scene where he jumps at her and she gets him in the chest with the broken Mm -hmm. bat, it's just, it's like you feel relief for the family, but for me, I felt sad for Cujo. Same. He was a good boy, and it wasn't his fault. I connected with that book so much. I love anytime Stephen King writes through animals, like yeah. it, it, it always just gets at me. And he did so good in that one. It really made you feel for Cujo. Like, yeah, that was. If anybody's questioning me right now, oof. read the book. Do it. I know we're talking about yeah. the movies, but having read the book, I felt more of an emotional connection. And and you know, I have a love for dogs, and you know, Cujo's my honorable mention, but it's a different death. Oh, okay. Okay. Casey, I'm guessing you'd have Cujo. Number one honorable mention. Okay. I didn't really think anybody would go there, but I just, you know, I had to. Poor doggy. And St. Bernard's are so beautiful, and they turned him into such a monster. And I will say that movie terrified me as a kid. So, again, not mad at the mom. She did what she had to do. I would have done the same thing, but... So I saw that movie around the same time I saw Beethoven, and I saw Toy Story around the same time I saw Chucky. I had a confusing childhood. (laughs) I can imagine. Oh, Jesus, fix it. (laughs) Yeah, having seen Child's Play way earlier than Toy Story, obviously, because I'm older, I was like, okay, Toy Story's finally kind of turning it around for me where I'm not terrified of my toys coming to life. Between Poltergeist and Child's Play, I was terrified of my toys coming to life. Every Christmas, like, no, make it stop. No more toys. Get them out of here. Give me socks. Give me yeah. underwear. Give me. Because, yeah, in Poltergeist, that thing wasn't even a battery operated. It was just like a stuffed animal clown, and it still tried to kill him. So, yeah. All right. So, Casey and I have a half of one in common, but so far we're all doing different things. I like it. Kevin, what's your number three? Georgie. Oh, oh Georgie. I went for another one of the iconic ones, Georgie. That's my other number one. I had to I tie him and Gage because they one. both, yeah. Ugh. And if you, you know, when you're watching it, you know, it's the first death right out of the gate, whether you're watching 2017 or the miniseries, and it's just like, Oh, he chops his arm off. It's just fucking brutal. And he's, I feel Mm. like the kid in 2017 did a little bit of a better job. I mean, when he screams, Billy, before he gets sucked into the sewer, I cry Mm. every single time. It just breaks my heart. Out of any death anywhere, that's probably one of the most iconic overall opening scene death scenes like ever 
outside of Stephen King, even like that's just iconic. Yeah. I, my heart tightens up every time I see that scene in either version of the movie. Yeah, it's definitely, and t- like we were saying, 2017, they definitely turned the volume up on that. Oh, yeah. Death compared to what they did in 1990. Oh, I want to cry right now thinking about it. I can't, oh, it just, it gets me so hard because it's, I I think for me, it's like you go to reality about what? It gets you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing, uh, phrasing. Uh, my lady boner is uh, no, it, not no. Um, I think when you, you know, you watch fictional deaths or whatever, it obviously will make you think about real death. And for me, mm-hmm. again, as a parent, but even just as a human, to like think of somebody I care about dying and their last moments, they're like, you know, like if your kid were to die and they're crying out for you and you're not there, like somebody's thinking about you while they're dying and you're not there for them. Like to me, that just is so like, it torments me. That's why so, the cat deaths hit me so hard in all the books, because yeah. like I love my cat so much. So I can't like, can't not think of her whenever I read any of those scenes right. or see them in or see them in the movies. Cause they're in the movies too. Well, and for animals, they have no idea what's happening or why, which is another thing with Cujo. He probably didn't know he was sick. Or if he did, he still didn't fully understand what was happening to him, you know? And it's just oh, like... he didn't. The book The book tells us yeah. that. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. When he when he cries out for Billy, I get I get real sad. I, I start crying. So. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured we would all have that one. Oh, yeah. Well, it seems like kind of an obvious choice. Right. I agree. No one's gonna have my number two. I don't think anyone's gonna have my number two either. But Casey, what's your number three? Um, sticking with the theme of ripping off all y'all screen names, uh-huh. I'm going to go with the death of Carrie White from the original Stephen King movie of all time. Name yeah on my honorable mentions that Same movie is death. definitely an emotional roller coaster throughout the whole movie it's one of those movies where i've seen people actually have heated debates about whether or not carrie is a villain or whether she's a vigilante or victim abuse or victim of abuse or whatever the case may be and to see everything that she goes through from the beginning of that movie through the relationship with her mother through the way that she's treated by her peers at the school and ultimately to think she's found that happy moment in her life that she's always wanted and then to ultimately have it bathed in pig blood ultimately causes the snap and yeah well i told you i don't think he's a villain well i know i mean again i have 
an opinion in the matter. I mean, I can see both arguments. I can too, because... but I think for me, it's oh, sorry, good. Well, no, I was just gonna say you have that whole conundrum of just because you're treated like shit, does that give you the right to go around and kill people? No, but and yeah, I understand she didn't physically and knowingly go out and you know turn on the fire extinguishers and all that. I mean, she literally lost control of her telekinesis. But not with Chris and Billy, though. She gave them what they fucking deserved. (laughs) Yes. So my thing is, and I we got into this the other day with the whole Jenny from Forrest Gump thing. For me, if to be considered a villain, this is just my personal opinion. Your acts have to be intentionally evil. You have to be intentional with your desire to want to hurt people. And obviously, okay, Chris and Billy, she obviously wanted to hurt them. But the whole prom yeah. scene, I don't think she wanted to do that. I think, like no, you said, I think, she, honestly, she, she lost, lost control of her powers because everything was building up and she just had this emotional reaction and she did a bad thing. But I don't think she set out to do that. So I don't think, I don't think Carrie's a villain. But... um. Kevin, I'm with you. I had a different one on my list as well for emotional reasons. So maybe we get to honorable mentions. We can talk about it. You picked the pig, didn't you? Okay. Actually, the pig is on my long list. (laughs) Yes. That pig got hacked the fuck up. That poor baby. It didn't deserve (laughs) anything. It was just being a pig. But no, that's not what I was talking about. Um, Okay. Well, I didn't have Carrie... Like I said in my top five, did you, Kevin? I do as an honorable mention, but different death again. Okay. Well, I have Carrie's death and a different one, which I think we might both have the same one. So we'll maybe we'll get there. Maybe not. Okay. My number three is the death of Arnie Cunningham from Christine. Um the, the reason <laughs> Yeah shitters got shitted um the reason i picked this is because obviously christine is this supernatural force whatever this car is but for whatever power it had over arnie he was so fucking in love with this car he loved that car it was his baby yes it changed his personality mostly for the worst but the scene where he dies to me was just so powerful and emotional you know, he flies through the window and he's just like, you know, the whole way that he portrayed the dying scene was powerful. And then he just touches the car at the end and then the lights go out. Like, again, I picked deaths that made me feel emotions and that one made me feel real sad because it's, it's again, it's like Arnie did bad stuff, but it wasn't really his fault. Yeah. No, you you know? only picked that because you're John Carpenter's fangirl. Well, that too. <laughs> No. And anything anything John Carpenter does Carpenter. is a okay with me. <laughs> so yeah, and Christine killed some people. Halloween There's some good ends. deaths in that movie, but I, I it's been pretty much since I was young. Since I, so I barely I have seen that movie, but I was very young, so I haven't seen that fresh. And it's been a while since I read the book too, so I don't remember exactly how his death went down. But you saying that reminded me of like visually what happened in the movie and everything. 
Yeah. Like he flies to the windshield and he's laying in front of the car and he's just like, uh, uh, like the, the actor did a really good job of like, and then, you know, he just reaches out and touches like, like he just loves Christine till the end, even though it's completely misguided and whatever. <laughs> and actually Christine did most of the bad stuff. Arnie turned into a dick, but he didn't really do anything bad. Christine did all the killing. So. Arnie was a brat. I didn't like Arnie. <laughs> yeah. Well, but also he's possessed by this car. Yeah. And, you know, he got possessed pretty easily, though. Where was the fighting? He. Yeah, I don't know. But also he was bullied his whole life and all of a sudden now. Yeah, he's, that is know, a good point. He is, he's the, dating this hot girl and he's, you know, got contact lenses and he's finally fighting back against his oppressive parents. I mean, he definitely went too far, but I think it's a mix of Christine and also him just having the nerve to stand up for himself. Yeah, it is getting possessed with the good and then getting hit with the bad later. So it does. It's a sneaky, sneaky possession. Yeah. All right, Kevin, what's your number two? My number two is a movie you haven't seen. I, I think Casey said he's seen, except it's probably back forever ago. So he barely remembers it, probably. And it's Dreamcatcher. Hmm. I have not seen that. It's the shit weasel. It's the first shit weasel in the movie. It just there's a guy. He comes to their he comes to their cabin. There's a sick guy. He comes to their cabin and he like camps out in a bed for a while and it's weird. And then he goes to the bathroom and he doesn't come out. And the guy, the one of the people, goes to the door because he's not answering. They open it up and he's just sitting there on the toilet, like hunched over. And then all of a sudden he just like rolls over forward with just like an explosion out of his asshole and a like like alien shoots out of the toilet. Holy shit. <laughs> Sounds like ghoulies. <laughs> uh-huh. I would see that. That's an old 80s movie, but one of the things comes out of the toilet and yeah. I have nightmares about that, both because of these kind of movies and because people really find snakes and shit in their toilets and it's scary. Well, this didn't come out of the drain. It actually came, it manifested in his stomach and then shot out of his asshole. That's why his asshole was exploded. So when he, they actually like trapped it in the toilet for a bit with the toilet lid and tuck taped it down and everything. That's disgusting. <laughs> Stephen King was on some shit when he was recovering from that accident. <laughs> Those painkillers got him hopped up. Okay. I love it though. Uh, I'll I love take the your wild word for shit. That. that doesn't. I, I don't think I want to watch that. So <laughs> it goes deeper into the mind cabinet shit that you see in uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep goes okay. deeper into that because that's where like that's where you like man that's that's pretty much where you conceptualize that. So Doctor Sleep was just like revisiting familiar grounds. Interesting. Okay. Well, Casey, what's your number two? So, um, I need to make an amendment to my list, and I'm going to bump my Georgie from number one down to number two, oh. because I totally forgot a certain movie that needs to be at number one, so um, okay. Georgie will be my number two. So, you right. can do your number two now. Well, speaking of Dr. Sleep, my number two is from oh, Dr. Sleep. I know who it is. You have to know. I mean, again, no, based on no, my no. what? Not that death. Anything but that death. 
based on my criteria, which I gave you guys up front, this is one of the most horrifying, emotional, like I almost wanted to walk out of the theater things. And it's little Bradley, the little baseball player that the true knot gets their hands on. That Jacob Tremblay fucking killed that. Um, when he's screaming and crying and please don't hurt me. And they don't even really show him actually dying, but it's just all this stuff leading up to it. And his mm-hmm. fear was palpable. Like I was crying in the theater and I had already read the book, but I still was just like, like I almost wanted to leave, not because it wasn't a good movie, but because I didn't think I could take it again as a parent, that shit hits you fucking hard. And, that scene was very well shot and all the actors did great and oh jesus christ that is brutal so yeah, yeah. whoo i don't even want to talk about it anymore <laughs> okay and, uh so and and uh, anywho <laughs> um casey that's what you were talking about right when you were saying anything what? but that yes yeah. that is i mean for not actually showing and again, the way they kill people is not physically gory or anything. So, but man, ugh. <coughs> when, uh, I can't, I can't with kids crying and, you know, begging for their moms and saying, please don't hurt me. It's like, I just, it, it rips my insides out. So yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, number one, Kevin, <laughs> let's keep it going. I can't talk about this anymore. My number one is the mist. Oh, everyone at the end of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because they didn't need to die. That was just the most powerful. Like when you see that, it just sticks with you for life. It's one of those scenes that that's like one of the first and one of the most scenes that just pissed me off when I was growing off. Just watching a movie, just having it piss you off, but not in a way that actually makes you hate it. Just, just yeah. Oh god, just such a punch to the gut. Yeah, for real. Uh, did I, Kevin? Did I send you the TikTok of the guy showing his teenage son the mist? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was so pissed at the end. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's a good one. Casey, is that your number one or no? Nope. Okay. All right. But, well, you guys- well, yeah, we still got to do Kevin, don't we? We just did me. I'm the mist. That was his. Oh. The mist. Oh, freaking duh. I'm a blonde. Don't go into the mist. <laughs> so we're going to revisit a reaction with my number one pick with the host again. And you better go get some Kleenex, Queenie, because please, boss, don't put me in the dark. No! No. no! Why? How could uh, I didn't even think of that? Oh I would, no! I was actually hoping you were going to skip that, but damn it, Casey! I actually did not have it on my list, and then I'm sitting here while we're going through. I'm like, why is the Green Mile not on my list? It was on mine, but then I second guessed myself because it's been a while. Did Percy die in it, or did he just go insane? Yes. Didn't somebody go insane? <laughs> Because my Percy was on my honorable mentions, but then I forgot if he died or not. Um, I remember him breathing the bugs into his mouth and all that shit, but I don't remember if he died from that or if he went insane. No, he went insane 
um, while Bill Wharton was the one that got his freaking bl- brains blown out. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's why Percy made it off my list because then I second guessed that and I was right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. If you have a soul, valid choice. You, you can't get through that scene without at least choking. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Or 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 the the bad death of De Lorraine, whatever. Oh, Delacroix. Yeah, Delacroix. Yeah, the bad death of Delacroix. Like that. That's also a yeah. death that should have been like at least honorably mentioned. Well, that's why I didn't even put it on my list because I can't. <sighs> All right, good job, Casey. I knew I would. Thanks. I knew I would make Queenie cry. Oof. How I was deep. trying not to. I was trying to hold on after little Jacob Tremblay, but. <laughs> All right, well, that's a those good lists. Um, Kevin, you got some honorable mentions. So I got Cujo, and it's Danny in the book. Oh yeah, because spoiler just, alert. Yeah, yeah that spoiler alert. Pissed me off. Like, oh yeah, it's it's just like the mist. It's it's equivalent to the mist, except in book form. It was completely unnecessary, and I'm glad. And that's funny if you go back. Did you listen to the Overlook episode with D. Wallace? Yeah, it's been it's been a while, it's but yeah, while, I, yeah, I definitely yeah that that episode was great. The fact that they got D. Wallace, I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. COVID was the time to get people. That's how oh, they it got was, it was that's too. exactly all podcasts that were going during then. That was their hot prime time because all the celebrities were stuck at home. So it's like, okay, yeah. I guess I can record podcasts. Casey, we totally could have got Billy and Ralphie during COVID, but not now. Um, but yeah, you're right, yeah. Danny. That was totally unnecessary and fucking brutal. Oh, and the other one is Carrie, everyone but the teacher. <laughs> so my Carrie one Come was on. the mom. <laughs> I told you I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, I mean, most of them had it yeah, coming. Mom definitely- Wow. The mom scene is brutal, but then it's also Carrie afterwards screaming and pulling her down and feeling sorry for what she just did. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just very gut-wrenching. Casey, honorable mentions? Um, I had Cujo, obviously, I said. Um, What the hell was the other one? I don't remember what the other one. I have my whole list in my head, and that's why I was so easily able to move Georgie around. But there was one, and it's literally slipping my freaking mind. Huh. But I can go. I can be happy with just having Cujo for an honorable mention. Cool. Well, I had, like I said, Margaret White. Um, I had the Grady twins. Thought getting hatched to death by their dad was pretty fucking brutal. Not twins. I know, but you, I know, you know, we all know. <laughs> um, I also had, and I'm a little surprised that Casey didn't mention this, but maybe it's because it's not an actual on-screen death. Chris Chambers. Stand by me. I did oh, not like the story at all. It pissed me off. You don't play fair. 
hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings. But it wasn't yeah. an on-screen death, so we kinda... well no, and we had an in-depth discussion about that death. Not once. <laughs> twice. I thought for Chris's story to end that way was just heroic, but also just like, why? Why did that have to happen to him? He had such a tragic life already, and then he becomes this good guy. He's a lawyer. He's doing all these good things, and he tries to break up a fight and get stabbed. That's it. I was like, I forgot exactly yeah. what oh, happened, but yeah. I remember it was in the future thing. I'm sitting here trying to remember what he did to yeah. die. Yeah, that was how it happened. Yeah. So, oh. I, that really, really just hurt my heart. And the last one I had was Wanda from Maximum Overdrive. She the was the, wait, the waitress. I, I've never actually seen it, but I've only heard about the can scene from that. Oh, it's not the can scene, but yeah, that's brutal. There's so many brutal deaths in Maximum Overdrive, but she just finally, she gets cut with an electric knife that becomes sentient and cuts her foot, and then she runs outside and she's screaming at this little machine gun thing, we made you, and then it just shoots her to death. And I was like, man, <laughs> poor Wanda. Like, uh, I need was, to see that movie. It sounds so ridiculous. I, I cannot believe you haven't seen Max. I have it. One of my friends borrowed it to me. I have it on UHD 4K Blu-ray in my house. I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. Dude, you have to watch it. It's such a fucking ridiculously cheesy good movie. You can definitely <laughs> tell the director of that movie was drunk and hopped up on cocaine. Not going to say who the director was. Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that the story is screwed up enough, but the movie is even more. So I haven't watched Trucks. Have you watched Trucks? Okay. No. Nope. Because Trucks is a different one based off the story Trucks, yep. obviously. They're both based on the same uh, story. It's a different adaptation of that. Of the same story, story of the book. Yeah. The, yeah. Because Maximum Max Overdrive is not very faithful to. Yeah. The short story. Between Maximum Overdrive and Joyride, I am terrified of semi-trucks. Joyride was the one that got me when I was growing up. Like, I had a CB yeah. radio that I got, Candy and I was scared Kane. to use it. I was scared to use the <laughs> CB radio I had. I'm like, I'm going to get married. And then what's the one with Kurt Russell where his girlfriend gets kidnapped by the trucker? And then he's trying to find her? Oh, I can't remember that. It's like the it's vanishing? from the 90s, I think. Huh? The Vanishing? No, The Vanishing is the one with Sandra Bullock and Kiefer Sutherland. I'm only thinking of Death Proof for some reason. I know Which that's not what you're talking similar. about. I don't even know if he's who's in that. And do you know that there's basically a remake of The Vanishing on Netflix with Gerard Butler? It's called Last Seen Alive, I think. And it's basically a remake of The Vanishing. Surprise, the surprise, one with Kurt Russell is like The Vanishing, one. but it involves a trucker a lot more than The Vanishing does. And I can't remember the oh. name of it. Anyway. Yeah. Semi-trucks are just sorry to truckers because I appreciate all of your hard work, but also we're scared of you. Or your trucks. <laughs> and or your trucks. Casey, yesterday when we were coming back, we were right behind a log truck which you hardly ever see in Oklahoma. And George was like, do you want me to get behind that truck? And I was like, nope. I wanted to take a picture of it, but I didn't have time before we sped past it. <laughs> I was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. 
Nope. I live in the logging capital of the freaking world, and I, know. I don't freaking drive my trucks. No, thank you. Yeah. If I pull nope. up behind one, it's like, as soon as I can get over, I'm getting over and I'm going around. Breakdown is the name of that movie. And JT Walsh uh, is the bad guy. Uh, JT Walsh is the guy in... Um, yeah, he's an ass. Uh, huh? He's an ass. He's the guy he's, from... A he's few the Good guy Men. in A Few Good Men. Yeah, okay, so you know. Which is yeah. why I'm scared of him, because of the movie Breakdown. <laughs> uh, Kevin, if you decide to watch Maximum Overdrive, please message me and I will turn it on and watch it along with you so I can... <laughs> I can message you because <laughs> uh, yeah, my brother and I grew up I've never actually movie. done a live watching with somebody before. That'd be fun. It would be. And that would be a good movie you do it for. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, considering the last two internet watchings that you did with somebody did not go very well. Oh, Halloween ends. Whoa. <laughs> I would just, well, oh, I, would think, I was including get out. Because oh yeah, because you fell asleep. The well, fuck! I I sent him like twenty seven messages. Like, asleep for the other one. Yeah. Halloween ends was Jesus. Okay, then, never mind. We don't talk about that. No. We don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. Hey, at least we got to watch Chopping Mall actually physically together. I still haven't seen that one yet either. <gasps> Kevin, you have to watch Chopping Mall. I haven't listened to the episode yet either because I didn't want spoilers for when I do watch it. Oh, yeah. Did we do the Chopping Mall episode? Did you do it? Oh, I was going to say, if you did do it. I didn't. I have some archive. Every once in a while, if there's one that I plan on watching, I archive it for later. So I I just assumed that was on the list because I remember you guys talking about it. No, it was on the list. And I think when it was supposed to go on the schedule was the weekend somebody did something. had a Halloween party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a busy time of year, folks. That was a fun party. It was. I know. <laughs> you would have died if you saw Kevin's costume, Casey. I mean, you yeah. had to be there, though. Yeah, you had to. It's not explainable. You just had to be there. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. That was a fun episode. I'm finally glad we got you back, Kevin. And sorry it's been such a delay. I love recording with you. You're so fun. That's fine. It's always fun. Um. Yeah, I'll get this. So, Casey, if I can put this out in the morning, can you share it on all the socials and tag me? Because I'm in Facebook yes. jail for two more days. Okay. As long as you send me the link. Well, I will. Okay. Um, I'll throw this one. I think I think this will just be a good director's cut, so that's what we're gonna do. So they get all our chit chats at the beginning, but hey, that's all right. To, you well, need to clam. You need to clam them, ma'ams, or else they're gonna suspend you for life. I I know, right? Like, fuck you, Zuckerberg. He doesn't have very many steps left. She's I got really like a don't. one month. I, and then I feel like my next Maybe like is going to get me banned for a month, and then I'm going to be fucking pissed. 
Well, at that point, if you're banned for me, like I was quoting a movie. If anything's talking about death or murder or any kind of threats or anything like that, always second guess it. I got put in jail once for that. Now, anytime, even if it's a quote or a joke or anything, you can't, no matter what the context is, the algorithm looks at the words and analyzes the words. Which is ridiculous because people can get on here and talk about say all these sexist and misogynistic and homophobic that's and because it's loaded things. that's because it's hard to have simple like four word triggers like a lot of those do they have like three words in a row that trigger an algorithm i know it's an algorithm but it's fucking bullshit i i still really wonder but i'm not going to try it out if i had put quotes around it if i still would have gotten you can't afford to try anymore because what no, i know i know I feel I, like it still probably would, even if it had quotes, because context, still, that would be adding context, but those don't really look at context. My group activity is still restricted for like 20 more days from the last thing, and my posts are moved lower in the feed for like another 20 days as well from the oh, last Those thing. are always like a month. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I had my one offense and it was a whole month. Yeah. It's like, why? You're, you're rude. You're mean. You're mean. Stupid. I, I made a joke. Own. Can we reinvent MySpace? Tom never put me in jail. <laughs> he let me play my music. <laughs> he let me play my music and he was my first friend. <laughs> All right. You just well, going back to MySpace. Group chat? Yeah. Um, All right. Well, you guys have a good night and uh, thanks for being here. This was fun and I am ready to get the sip list back on track. So this is a good kickstart for it. Um, syphilis happy evening harvest. at the movies, syphilis evening at the movies, yes. uh, maniacal music musings, masturbators, bracket bastards, paranormal, the new normal coming soon. Maybe the red eye. Oh, I, I am excited for the red eye round table with Chansey. I'm ready for him to get that going. We've, we've talked about, about it a lot. So Chauncey, we're ready for you. Um, an evening at the movies has a bunch of stuff coming up. And sorry, Casey, I'm not going to let you go on for 15 minutes about it. Um, but we have a lot of, uh, we're finishing up. Yeah, I'm talking for you. We're finishing up Halloween Horror Fest, Eddie Murphy Appreciation Month in December, and more fun stuff. Everything, to come Eddie. What? Everything. Oh, Eddie. everything, Eddie. Sorry. Anyway, love you, Popster. have to catch the tagline. What? I thought Eddie Appreciation Month was pretty good. You know what? I'll finish this out with a good tagline. When life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Peace and hair grease. Bye. <laughs> I knew it. You're so good.